Welcome to the Seriously Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Gann. Now let's get into it. Welcome to the Seriously Podcast, where we make light of serious conversations with really interesting people. Tasha Marciano is a curve model and well-known face in the Perth fashion industry. Having been signed with Chadwick Models and having competed in the Miss Universe Australia pageant and making the finals, Tasha has been a leader for other curve models to enter into these spaces. Having over 9,000 followers on Instagram and 8,000 on TikTok, Tasha is also a content creator. Being a curve model myself, I really wanted to meet up with Tasha and discuss the modeling industry and also body positivity and her plans for the future. Here's our chat. Tasha, welcome to Seriously. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I want to dive straight into the questions. For those listening and that follow you and that are interested in the modeling and fashion industry, can you tell us a bit about what is a curve model? It's a really interesting question to start because I think the word curve model has changed over time. To me, a curve model is in the industry, somebody that's probably a size 12 plus. Um, But in saying that, I I haven't seen any curve models that are under a size 10, if that makes sense. So I would say a curve model in the industry is technically anyone a size 12 plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm an ex, I say ex curve model. I still do some modeling clients, but I'm not signed anymore because yep. out of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can relate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it, I, I didn't like the term plus size. Mm-hmm. I actually hated it. Um, because I didn't, I was like, I'm a, a size 12. The average size in Australia for women is 14 to 16. Mm. So people, I would actually cop a lot of flack for it. They'd go, how are you a size 12 and you're a plus size model? And I would be like, it's, I'm not choosing this terminology. This is just the terminology of the industry. So I'm glad they made the change to curve. It's kind of a little bit more of a positive word. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that technically is the definition of a curve model. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> also, I agree. I did not love being called plus size. Yeah. And then people would question and be like, what do you mean? And it's like, no, that is the label I have to have because when I rock up to a casting, I won't fit a size six garment. There's no way. Do you know what I, I mean? Know, exactly. So we don't choose that label for everyone listening. It is the industry term. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, there are a lot of people and women who are trying to change that. Mm-hmm. But from our end as models, we don't decide oh we're a curve model we're a plus size model it's just our label I guess yep Mm. and it's just a way of differentiating Mm -hmm. you know a different size I guess so I don't look at it too deeply um mainly because yeah if you know a client is trying to book a model they need to use descriptive words which is just how it is And with your modelling, you're very successful. I see your face everywhere. Can you tell me a bit about some of the big clients you've worked with? Thank you for saying that. Um, It's been – so I've probably been a model for about 10 or so years now Um, and I've worked with so many different brands. They've all been big in their own way and big Mm. for me in their own way. Mm. Um, One of my favourites, that was a big client of mine, I worked for Camilla, which was a really cool shoot. I saw that. I loved it. You really (laughs) suit the clothes as well. It was really cool. I didn't think that I would until I I put them on and it was such a cool experience. Like there was multiple hair and makeup artists working on my face at the same time. Um, It was, yeah, that was a really big shoot. And then um, more recently, the iconic um, show post, Sunday's a label, 
Um, I've done rusty swimwear, um, silk swim. Um, so yeah, I've been a busy girl. <laughs> you, oh, I just love your photos. You're so naturally beautiful and I just love what you do. And I, I think that's so cool how you shot for so many big clients, especially being in Perth. Were they all shot in Perth? Um, so or did you travel with your work? Interestingly, Camilla was shot in Perth because of COVID. So a lot of those big oh, brands, yeah. They came over here, right? They came here. So a lot of those big brands um, during lockdown when, you know, Sydney and Melbourne were in a really tough time and Perth was kind of not so bad, um, a lot of these big brands shot in Perth. So it gave me a really cool opportunity um, to to work with a few big brands here. Um, I think it's funny, Perth isn't as... I haven't travelled a lot with modelling, I would say. I think a lot of my work has been local. Mm. Um, so there have been a few things I've been across where, you know, I've been casted for interstate travelling, but it's probably a lot easier for the client to pick somebody that's in Sydney or in Melbourne. So I haven't done a lot of travelling in that sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. If you've loved listening to the Seriously podcast, we'd really appreciate a five-star review on Apple or Spotify podcast. It keeps us making incredible content for all of you to hear. Thanks so much. There is a debate that I want to ask you about that curve models and influencers encourage obesity. What is your take on that? That's interesting. So for me personally, my whole advocacy is around supporting healthy bodies. Um, So for me, I don't you know, I, I want to support healthy people and that goes on one end of the scale to the other. So if somebody, you know, is sitting in that space of of promoting unhealthiness, whether it is on one side of the scale or the other, I, I don't agree with that. I think it's really important to, you know, represent a healthy lifestyle um, and be inspiration to people in that sense. So I don't agree with supporting unhealthiness. Mm. Mm. any extremity of the scale because I've had anorexia yeah. mm-hmm. and I would never go on and promote you know back in the day I'm talking mm-hmm. I would never go on and promote oh you know diet to this weight I would not so the other extremity for me exists the same as in you're promoting an extreme level of um, addiction and unhealthiness yeah. and it isn't balanced that's exactly right and I think that's really important um because you do see models on both end of the scales promoting whatever size that they are and saying you know it's okay to be this way and I I honestly disagree with that I think it's really important to promote healthiness and thank you for saying that and being honest because I feel like I get a lot of flack when I say something like that because I'm like well I want people to eat well exercise, drink water, limit alcohol. Why is that a bad thing to say these days? Like it's like you can't say or have balance, be healthy without getting any negative reaction. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why I thank you for doing something like this and, you know, opening opening up the conversation because I don't think we should cop flack for promoting healthiness. I think, you know, we want to promote exercise and you know drinking water and healthiness whether that be in a physical sense a mental sense or an emotional sense so I don't think it's something that we should cop flack for. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the modeling industry your opinion I would love to know do you ever feel like straight size models and curved models are treated differently? You know on set? I I look back at my modeling career over the last 10 or so years and I don't think I've ever been 
treated differently mm. um, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be, I remember one um, in my early stages of modelling, I would have been like maybe 20, um, one girl, I rocked up to a casting and it came up in conversation and I said, oh, I'm actually a plus size model. And she looked at me up and down and she goes, I can tell. And that was the only, (laughs) that was, and I thought to myself, okay, this is what I'm in for. I'm different to everybody else. This is what I'm going to get. And to be honest, that was probably the only one thing that I had come across within the industry where um, it was a little bit like that. But otherwise, in terms of clients and people that have booked me, I've I've always felt really welcome. There's always a place for me and I feel, you know, it goes without saying sometimes you can feel different to everybody and you kind of just sit there and go, you know, I'm nowhere near as thin as that girl. You know, why am I here? But then I just come back to, you know, what's my purpose in this campaign? Why am I here? And it is to support diversity and it is to support being different. So it kind of is just, I think, an internal thing, but I've never been made to feel any different on purpose by anybody. You entered the Miss Universe pageant in 2020 and 2021? Yes. Yeah. And you were in the finals for both of those consecutive years. Yes. Can you talk to me a bit about that? Because yes. that is incredible. And I just want to say from like a Curve Models perspective, well done. I know how hard pageantry is, let alone being over a size eight and placing. Like I was a finalist in Miss World this year. Were you? Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't go to I the did final. I did those photos. Yes. Yeah. I didn't. I chose not to compete because Mm -hmm. I had other business things that I had to commit to. Mm -hmm. However, I find it so amazing how you went forward and, you know, you're in the finals and you're not your traditional straight size pageant um, woman. Can you talk to me a bit about that? Yes. So initially um, years ago they did approach me to apply uh, for Miss Universe Australia. I said no. I was like absolutely not, no chance at a size 12. Um, I was initially really hesitant to um, register for the Miss Universe Australia program, particularly because I was a size 12 um, curve model. But then as years went on, they approached me again. They were like, come on, Tash, let give it a go. Um, and I thought, you know what, the industry has really changed and evolved in time. And I think we're in more so of a place now where we're able to celebrate diversity. So I thought, why not give it a crack? Seems like a really cool experience. So I did. Um, the reason I did it for two years in a row was because COVID, of course, here during that time. Oh. So um Yeah, it did put a bit of a different spin on how it went. Mm -hmm. Um, So being a curve model in the program was terrifying to start because I was the only person um, that was, you know, probably at that size 12. Um, So it was very daunting, particularly the swimwear um, was just frightening. That's hard enough, like... Let on, alone yeah. on, on a stage. Yeah, with on a stage with lights <laughs> and like people in real life. Whereas, mm. you know, on socials is a bit different because as we know, it's very easy to change, you know, the appearance or it's all in your control, right? Whereas when you're up on a stage, I have no control over anything. It's, you know, hundreds of people in the audience, um, people tuning in, you know, live so that was something that was particularly daunting, but I am really proud of myself that I did it um, and, you know, set 
I, I received so much, um, you know, com- so many comments and praise for, you know, inspiration and people that kind of looked up to what I was doing and then hopefully they then entered the program years to come later. So, um, mm. yeah, it was daunting but I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> You're really a gatekeeper for that. Like you really opened doors for a lot of women. I remember seeing you and being like, oh, my God, maybe I could enter a pageant. Because a lot of women like don't feel like if we're over a size eight, we don't feel like we have space for that. Like we don't feel like we're um, we can enter into those spaces. I'm so glad that you said that. Thank you. Um, I yeah, I agree. I think you know at the start I was like absolutely no chance I'm going to enter into this. Um, but then I realized that Miss Universe was more than just a pageant, and it was actually each individual girl. Yeah has an advocacy of some kind. So for me, it was all about body diversity. Whereas, you know, some of my best friends today that I've made throughout the program have all of their own advocacies about things that are really important to them. And so gaining that platform was actually what it was all about. And, you know, it was, it was standing for something, having opinions on something. Um, so it wasn't just about, you know, pretty girls up on stage in a, in a swimwear, you know, outfit. Mm. It was actually about having opinions and talking and, and um, having advocacies. They're lucky to have you. <laughs> Will you do pageants again? Okay, so um, I don't know about Miss World and the other um, pageants because I know they're all different and, you know, Miss Universe is um, recognised globally um, with countries from, you know, obviously all around the world, um, they have certain rules and I think you can be from 18 to 28. So I'm actually too old now. I just turned 29. <laughs> oh, you're 29. Yeah. I thought you were younger than me. Amazing. How oh, old are you? 27. Yes. Oh, we're pretty much the same age. However, yeah. <laughs> you look really like youthful. Thank you. So yeah, no more pageants for me. Um, I think I'm sort of over that stage anyway. Now I think I've gave it a good two years of my life and I've put everything into it and I'm so proud of the outcome. Um, so it's, I'm probably have moved past that stage of my life now. What does body positivity and that sentence and that statement to Tasha? I think body positivity to me is about healthy looking different on everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it's doesn't matter what size, you know, healthy looking different in different sizes and shapes. So I think to me it's about, you know, feeling really comfortable in your skin in a healthy way and understanding that they there are very unrealistic expectations online for you to look and feel a certain way and you shouldn't feel as though you need to fit into these beauty standards that are not real. Um, so it's really about disassociating yourself from from that and going, okay, I'm going to be body positive. I know I'm healthy. I'm really happy in the way that I am and just understanding that healthy does look different on everybody. That's what it means to me. Exactly. It's like body acceptance. It's going, I'm bigger. Like I used to hate myself when I was younger because I'm like, I'm bigger, I have bigger boobs. No one looks like me. And now, like I used to hate myself. It's really sad. But like people look at us and they think, oh, they're really two beautiful women. But like back in the day, there wasn't diversity in the media. There wasn't anyone representing our size. Like it wasn't a thing. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I used to really beat myself up before I got into modeling. So it really raised my confidence. Like 
I'd never thought I was enough. Mm. Can you relate to that? Yeah, I can. Um, at the start, especially, I remember um, when I first, they first asked to sign me um, at a different modeling agency. I think I was about 16. Mm-hmm. So this is a while ago. Um, and they measured my hips and they said, you're going to need to lose a couple of inches um, off your hips. When you're 16. When I was 16. That so, is so damaging. So damaging. And it, I just, I'll never forget it. And I think my body hadn't even fully developed yet, right? Like I was 16 years old. You'd go through so many, women go through so many changes mm. as they, you know, get grow up and get older. And um, so I, I actually said no. I was like, absolutely not. Um, you know, I had, I was lucky enough to have still do now a really strong mum who is like, nope, we're not, we're not entering into this. Mm. Um, so it wasn't until then when I was 21, I remember them measuring and I'm going, I'm not going to be enough. I, I'm not, they're not going to sign me because I am bigger. Um, and I looked at the agent and I said, it's probably not what you're looking for. And oh. she said, you're absolutely what we're looking for. Um, And yeah, so then she signed me and I've had a really great career since and um, lucky to be part of a good agency. Um, I remember one of my um, modelling sort of, you know how, I don't know if you did the same thing, like etiquette sort of walking classes and all that Yeah, I did classes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of my teachers, I'll never forget this analogy she used and I thought it was such a beautiful analogy. She said to all of us girls in the room, I want you all to imagine that you're a loaf of bread. Some of you are multigrain, some of you are sourdough, some of you are brown bread, some of you are white bread, some of you are thinly sliced, some of you are thicker sliced. You're all bread. She goes, you can be the most beautiful multigrain bread in this room, but when you walk into the casting, the client might only be looking for sourdough and that has nothing to do with you, but it's what the client's looking for. And it really gave me, it just opened my eyes into the industry because it's so cutthroat. So it built up my sense of rejection every time, you know, I didn't get a job. Um, I would just think back to that and go, oh, cool. That's, I wasn't what they're looking for. Move on. So I think that was something that really helped. (laughs) I love that analogy. So I reckon I'm thick sliced white tiger bread. (laughs) I don't really know, but yeah. I love that analogy. Speaking yeah. of rejection, yeah. I'd love to dive into that because I think a lot of people look at us and they go, wow, look at that campaign that they did. And uh, if you don't know, I used to model on the East Coast. So I was with Vivian's mm-hmm. and as you said, cutthroat. Yeah. And I just had to realise very quickly at 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. you have to toughen up. Yeah. You can't cry about it. Like it's a business. So yeah. can you talk to me about rejection how high the rate of rejection is for me, it's like probably 95% or 90%. Mm-hmm. Not it's anymore, really but it used to you be. It used to be definitely really high. Um, especially, I think the industry has changed so much anyway in terms of modeling. A lot of things are socials and things like that now. Mm-hmm. So it is very different. But at the time when there was socials wasn't a big thing, it was castings and, you know, runways and that sort of thing. And, um, the amount of castings I would go to and you just don't hear back. So you actually don't even, they, it's like ghosting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, never don't, yeah, <laughs> you just don't hear back. So I think quickly you just have to adapt and do the job, do the casting, get it done. If you don't hear back, you don't have to do it. You just can't dwell on it because otherwise, you know, you would just get really upset. So I think there was a couple of jobs um, 
that I think back and go, that would have been cool or, you know, that must have picked somebody else or, and I'd kind of push back my agent and be like, why, why, what, you know, who'd they go with? What was it for? Did I lose this because of this? Or, um, they would just be like, we don't know. Doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask questions. No, but, um, so I think rejection is just a part of it and it's something that makes you stronger. Did you ever feel like you were treated differently when you were? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I modeled since I was um, 16 as mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. but I went the opposite way. Instead of being strong, I got anorexic. Like I lost, I was down to like 50 kilos, six foot. Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't great. Mm. However, I have developed a thick skin from that time in my life. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's because I was treated different. That's why I lost all the weight and I hated myself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. But in recent years, no, I'm probably treated better now, and because I have a platform. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a hard industry. Yeah, it is really hard. And I just remember thinking, going to castings, I just thought at everyone, I'm just not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to think like that. Cause yeah. You hear, you don't really hear back from all of them. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's tough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I want to ask. You mm-hmm. also work in radio. Yes. Can you talk to me a bit about that? That is really cool. Thank you. So I've worked in radio for about seven years now at Perth's Mix 94.5 and 92.9 Triple M. Um, I work in sales, so I sell the ad space. Um, I really love it. I work directly with clients to help them promote their businesses um, locally here in Perth. So, um, again, you know, sales is something that you can – receive a lot of rejection. So I actually think modeling transferred a lot of skills into my life in other aspects. Um, because the rejection you would face in modeling is about the way that you look. It's about me. Like it's about how I look. It's about Mm. my size. It's about how, you know, whatever the way I've carried myself or, um, it's actually my look. Whereas, um, in, you know, everyday life, if you're getting rejections about, you know, sales it's it's not as it's not as hardcore it's not about me I'm like okay cool like no that person told me to f off in on that cold call (laughs) (laughs) um but no it's such a great place to work and I I love it so do you want to get into presenting do you know what I haven't really I hadn't really thought about that um until probably the last six months um mainly because I've I love I love working in advertising. Um, But the last six months or so I've done more and more content creating and I've loved it. So maybe one day, never say never. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What are some really cool projects you have coming up with content creation that you can speak on? I've got um, a few, a lot of the content creation I've been working on is um, in fashion. So a lot of fashion brands that, um, you know, have reached out and want to collab. So I've got a few of those things coming up. Um, I'd love to start doing some more work in terms of radio in the studios and and things like that too. So I am thinking about doing some cool projects there. Um, But, yeah, lots of modelling content creation coming out, which is good. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's great. I want to ask... What one piece of advice would you give to girls and women logging onto social media? I think my one piece of advice would be to curate your feed as best as possible okay. for yourself to be happy. Give yourself the best opportunity to 
be happy in that space because it can be social media can be you know, such a, it goes two ways. It can be this incredibly powerful tool to help businesses and creators, you know, grow and um, have so, there's so many opportunities within social media, um, you know, and in terms of just technology in general, being able to connect with family and friends 24 seven all the time, which is awesome. Um, But on the other end of the scale, it's like, it can be a detriment to people's mental health because there are so many unrealistic expectations online in terms of people photoshopping and completely changing the way that they look um, to fit into this image of beauty where um, it can be a really negative space and a neg- it can have a really negative impact on people's mental health. So um, I would my advice would be to recognise that, look at it and recognise it and understand it's not something you should you know, really involve yourself in and, and try and curate your feed to surround yourself with um, as much happiness as possible and have breaks from mm. socials. Good <laughs> advice. Yeah. I always say to people, unfollow people who make you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Mute people who are just a bit too many ads or, you know, not content creators. I mean like ads that just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just curate it to fit your advocacy mm-hmm. and your messaging. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the people I follow are body positive you know, they, they show their real body types, they show all the different angles. Like that it, that brings out positive mental health, not being like, I don't look like her, I don't have that money. You have to create it to make it fit your values. Yes, yeah, agreed, definitely. What is one note you want to leave this podcast on? If you could say anything to anyone right now. Um, oh, that's a good question. Firstly, I want to say thank you so much for having me and this has been such a great chat. Um, I think in terms of body positivity and my advocacy. Um, Again, just really focus on living and being happy and healthy. Curate your feed, you know, don't dive into socials and these unrealistic ideas of body images and beauty standards. And if you're thinking about entering Miss Universe, go for it. If you're thinking about being on a stage in swimwear, do it. Um, you know, the world's your oyster. That's amazing. <laughs> that makes me so happy and it's so powerful to, for people to hear your message. So, Tasha, thank you for coming on. Seriously, what's your handles? Oh, thank you so much, at Tasha Marciano. <laughs> Follow her. She's very good looking and she's even more prettier in real life. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Yay, seriously. thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. This has been an amazing interview. Really appreciate it and we'll see you next week for another guest. Bye. Thank you.